Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I'll tell you, there is a ton of shit for us to get into, so let's go ahead and get the house rules out of the way. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. This is the best way to keep up with new podcast episodes that come out. Also, if you can, please leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content on their podcast publishing platforms. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. <clears throat> we are on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Parlor, if you can still get to it, MeWe, uh, Twitter, uh, fucking everything under 2A Lifestyle. So check us out there, subscribe to us. It's the best way to find content about us, or from us, I should say, in between podcast publishings. Also, if you can, go ahead and check out our Patreon, 2A Lifestyle Podcast. Anything you guys give us on Patreon, we greatly appreciate. It goes directly back to this podcast. It's not like stuff that I keep in my pocket. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be moving the the uh, little podcast uh, setup I have here into another room where we can then have uh, some videos. So we'll be live streaming podcast platforms. Uh, I got myself a new computer. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it all at once. So just everything you guys give us, it goes straight into making this a better product for you guys. So I greatly appreciate and got and gals, I should say for y'all. How about that? That is the uh, Southern plural word. Uh, it's a better product for y'all to enjoy. So I'm very greatly looking forward to that. Also, if you haven't checked out our website, 2alifestyle.com, we look like we may be uh, joining websites with another content creator and just kind of pushing out a little bit more uh, into a bigger audience. Uh, but for now, go ahead and check us out at 2alifestyle.com. And I'm going to just go ahead and apologize real quick. I got some crud. I don't know what's going on in my household, but it's just kind of spreading around like wildfire. Uh, just a lot of mucus build up and then cough. And I'm telling you, the mucus is gone for me, but holy shit, that cough is sticking around and it is a pain in the ass. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and start getting into the show. Alright, we're going to go ahead and get some soft uh, articles out of the way. Uh, stuff that I think is uh, pretty cool and important that I think y'all should know before we start getting into the heavy shit. Uh, <clears throat> first comes to us from the Firearms blog, and it is the Civilian Marksmanship Program sales open back up for round two of 1911 sales. Uh, this is pretty cool. This is old World War II 1911s uh, that they have that they are able to sell to the public. So I think it's uh, pretty cool shit. You know, CMP is right around the corner from me. So if you are interested in getting a piece of history, uh, here is your second chance to do so. Go ahead and check that out at the Civilian Marksmanship Program. Uh, I'm telling you, <clears throat> you know, with the new election slate that's gone through, uh, there's a new slate of politicians, and there are just fucking going nuts on trying to pass a bunch of bullshit that's going on. Uh, first one comes to us from Florida, and what's going on in Florida is there, and I'm telling you, man, this is crazy to think that this shit's going on right next door to me, but there is a spate of gun control legislation that's being filed in Florida, and it is insane. 
The uh, first one is going to be uh, House Bill 25. Uh, basically, it requires background checks for all sales and ammunition. Uh, it's basically getting rid of open carrying is House Bill 123. Uh, House Bill 167 is uh, getting rid of private sales and also requiring proper storage firearms. Um, uh, House Bill 213 uh, says that certain actions creating restrictions or issuances of licenses. Uh, House Bill 251. Uh, this is, and I'm telling you, some of this stuff, guys, is not uh, also. It's also included, not just in. You know, you think all the shit's being introduced by by maybe Democrats, but no. I'm telling you, this is why I always say check and make sure your Repo uh, your Democrats are fucking. God damn it! Make sure that your politicians are uh, pro Second Amendment. Just because they have a fucking R by their name doesn't mean that they're automatically gun friendly. A lot of this shit is being uh, adopted by uh, or being introduced by Republicans. I mean, so far about half of what I've said so far is introduced by Republicans. So fuck these guys. Um, you know, uh, House Bill 6001, uh, removing provision and prohibited concealed carry license from open carrying. Um, you know, I'm telling you, <clears throat> it's fucking insane what's going on. And you guys need to be vigilant, especially if you are in Florida. Uh, it, it's it's going on everywhere. And a lot of that shit is, is uh, it's going to everywhere. The next one I'm going to talk about is actually, uh, it's going to do with Colorado. Colorado, uh, their legislatures are ad are trying to pass a bill for waiting periods and safe storage. So you will have a mandatory waiting period for your firearm, and then you will also have to store your firearms. Uh, you know, just depending on the bill, I don't have the exact wordage here in front of me. And all this is coming from Amelan, by the way. I'm sorry. Let me let me uh, this uh, article here about Colorado. Uh, it's uh, Senate Bill 585 and House Bill Resolution 2510. Uh, but basically, it's requiring you to store the firearm with a trigger or cable lock. Uh, also locked in a container or in a gun room, uh, and you could be fined up to $5,000, and uh, in the event a minor obtains an unsecured firearm, you can be fined up to $2,000. So, I'm telling you guys, these politicians are not giving a fuck about our rights, and they are looking at just hindering us the, at the most possible chance they get. I'm telling you, what we're talking talking about right now is just you know fucking just politicians uh they're, they're getting you know brazen from what we're going to be talking about and let's go ahead and start getting into obviously what has happened since then we released our podcast uh not this past monday but the monday prior so that would have been the fifth and if you don't already know what the fuck happened uh in dc pull your fucking hat out of your ass uh on the sixth obviously <clears throat> fuck a bunch of you know, people that call themselves uh, patriots, and, and you know, I, I'm just kind of going off of, of everything I've heard. Uh, they call themselves patriots. They went and they protested at the Capitol, uh, the counting of electoral votes, which is that's what happened on the sixth. Um, and what happened is that these uh, people, lots of lots of shit going on, lots of shit being said. I've personally seen videos where it appeared to have been a Capitol Police officer waving people on, but it was from a uh, right angle view of him. You didn't see exactly who he was looking at. He could have been looking at another officer uh, trying to say, hey man, come on, get your ass up this way because they've already done past this gate. We need to go ahead and try and secure the Capitol. <clears throat> who knows? 
uh, you know, there's a lot of what the fuck happened kind of deals going on there. Uh, about 250 people stormed the Capitol. Uh, they ended up breaching the Senate chamber uh, where the vice president actually was. Uh, and along with a lot of, a lot of other senators, uh, they ended up uh, almost breaking into the House uh, where, you know, the representatives were still currently. I mean, you saw videos of Capitol Police barricading the doors. Uh, there was an individual shot. An Air Force veteran was shot and killed uh, just for climbing through a door. You know, um, you know. personally, I- I'm interested to see what happened with that. You know, I, I mean, <clears throat> I-, I think anybody that, you know, loses their life, there needs to be an investigation regardless whether it was, you know, hey, he had a gun, I shot him, protecting myself, boom. Still needs to be an investigation so that way that we, there's no way that you can go back and say, hey, um, you know, some, are you sure he had a gun? Was it uh, clearly uh, a toy gun? You know, was it like, you know, yellow and fucking red and, and had like a Nerf dart sticking out of the end of it? Well, you should clearly should know that wasn't a real gun kind of deal. It, did it res- cl- even closely resemble a real gun, uh, then yeah, okay, you know, that's understandable. There needs to be some sort of investigation, and I think that definitely needs what's to happen now. Uh, there was, obviously, a Capitol Police officer killed uh, as well. Um, he died from a stroke, uh, but there are reports, and this is uh, con- you know concerning for me because there's unconfirmed reports. All the news stories I've seen, it says there's two uh, un, you know, unidentified Capitol Police official says that he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Um, you know, definitely head trauma can cause strokes, but there hasn't been no, um, I guess you could say, real story about what happened there. So I'm wondering, you know, is that just being said? You know, there obviously there was video of some Capitol Police officers being assaulted. Uh, and I'm telling you, all that shit, uh, you know, if it was for the country... You know, I, I'd be more supportive of it, I guess you could say, or could understand. Uh, but it was it was all for one man, and this is just the sense of demagoguery that is going on around President Trump. Uh, you know, who I'm not a humongous fan of. Uh, he was better than Joe Biden, but now I'm seeing that the cult of Donald Trump has. Uh, you know, and I've had many discussions with uh, many of my liberal progressive, uh, especially like Army buddies. You know. Uh, you know, saying he's a white supremacist and he tried to overthrow the government and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, no, honestly, this is just the the last attempts of a desperate man uh, who wants to, you know, stay relevant. Uh, and if, you know, being in power is the only way he can stay relevant, then yeah, that's what he's doing. But, you know, like I said, he's just a very desperate person trying to hang on to whatever he has. You know, he's a fucking egomaniac, and that's exactly what Donald Trump is. But because of all this has gone on in Washington, uh, there has been a resurgence in, um, I guess you could say, a boost in confidence from the left. Uh, And, you know, I'm going to say the left because... Uh, you know, if you are a uh, left-leaning person, then you know you can have left-leaning tendencies on other issues, but you can't be left-leaning in regards to our Second Amendment because the Second Amendment is plain and clear. Uh, that's what the Second Amendment says, and I don't care. Like I said, if you're pro-abortion, anti-abortion, whatever the fuck it may be, uh, the Second Amendment is what keeps us, you know, free from tyranny and keeps us free from. 
you know, foreign invasion. You know, that's why a lot of countries, you know, just not only that, you know, we got the, you know, two best barriers between us, the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean, uh, but we also have a heavily armed populace. And that is a thing that keeps us free. You know, I, and that's what the Democrats are wanting to do now. They're seeing that, you know, hey, we need to uh, disarm the people so that way we can push whatever tennis. Because not only are they going to be trying to go for our guns, but they're going to be going for a lot of um, pillars of freedom for our country. Uh, you know, if that's... Uh, you know, certain private ownership uh, is that, you know, the more ability for us to have start businesses because and I was seeing this today, uh, you know, an argument with a, a couple of people is that, you know, if I'm a business and I only have, you know, two or three employees because, you know, hey, I want to be able to uh, have some time for my family. Uh, and I'm barely scraping by, uh, but hey, I'm, I'm I'm my own boss. I can take days off when I want to. That kind of shit. Uh, but if you're going to raise the federal minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, uh, that's going to put my ass out of business. And not only that, that's going to put those people that were thinking about starting small businesses. Uh, that's either going to push them out of the ability to start their own business, or that's going to further push their dreams further out to start their own business. Because they're realizing, hey, you know, I, I don't have enough money saved up yet, or uh, you know, I'm gonna ha I'm gonna have to ask for a bigger loan from the bank, and I gotta have a bigger down payment, or I gotta have some more collateral. Uh, so it's gonna take me more time to do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that's what the progressives are trying to do is they're trying to make it to where everybody just suckles off of the government tit and they're trying to make sure that everybody relies on one person they're not relying on themselves and if you are a second amendment supporter you obviously know that you cannot rely on anybody else for your safety so that's why you wish to have firearm ownership in your life so you know a lot of this stuff, in my mind, is synonymous. Now, that's not always the case. I know plenty. Uh, my second cousin is a great fucking example. Uh, he is a humongous, progressive, left-leaning, uh, probably socialist, I guess you could say. But he fucking loves America. He says he's doing all this because, you know, he, he believes in all that shit because he loves America. Um, and, you know, the reason he believes in all this kind of stuff is because, I guess, some uh, hard upbringing he's had... Uh, you know, a little bit different, you know, because he's distant family, but, you know, we know each other. Uh, we socialize with each other, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he believe, And that's why he believes all that stuff. But he is completely and firm about his Second Amendment. Uh, you know, he says, raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, fuck all those rich people, tax them to death, uh, and, you know, college should be free and all that kind of stuff, but don't you fucking touch my guns. That's That's the, you know, there's people like that out there. So, with that being said, uh, because of what happened January 6th, and fucking almighty, what a sidebar that was, you know, fucking 10, 15 minutes later, uh, now I'm finally starting to get into what I was going to say. Uh, because of that, there are, the Democrats are chomping at the bit. And I say Democrats because obviously that's who's in power, uh, and that's who is probably going to be introducing, at least on the national level, I should say, um, stuff that's going to restrict our Second Amendment rights. And the 
This article comes to us from Emily. Uh, the New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Club warns law-abiding gun owners to not participate uh, in any coming armed protest in Trenton, New Jersey, which is their state capital. Uh, they're seeing... <clears throat> They're stating that uh, they believe that there is going to be possibly a false flag uh, in some of these protests coming up, and they're going to use this as a, uh, you know, and not only that, New Jersey law uh, has draconian penalties for up to 10 years uh, in prison for simple possession of even licensed firearms uh, at uh, protests and things like that. But there's also articles uh, coming to us from... Let me scroll. I'm telling you, there's so much shit uh, that there's all kinds of stuff. That first one was from Amelin. The second to us uh, is also coming to us from Amelin. Uh, and it's coming to us from Montana Shooting Sports Association and Friends. Uh, they're warning uh, about false flag, uh, possibly things going on. Uh, none of the other major gun groups are advocating such armed demonstrations at these state capitals. And that's where, uh, this coming Wednesday the 20th, uh, that's where a lot of the supposed demonstrations are going to be taking place. Uh, I live next to my state capital and on the news... <clears throat> They're showing, uh, I mean, the state capitol's fucking locked down. Uh, they have a big fucking poster board uh, with the state law stating that says you are not allowed to be armed uh, in such, ra- you know, such demonstrations and rallies and stuff, uh, which, you know, I live in fucking Alabama. You know, that, that's a very common uh, law in many states. Uh, and they're stating that there could be false flag events to demonize gun owners, which I fucking 100% agree with. I believe that there's could be some sort of false flag uh, to try and use this as a catalyst to further take away our guns. Uh, there are signs, and this is coming to us from WRIC. Dot com, which is ABC News in Richmond. Uh, there are signs posted all around Richmond in anticipation for possible unrest. Uh, these are signs, you know, putting uh, in regards to Lobby Day, which is also Inauguration Day uh, in Virginia, stating that, you know, uh, firearms are prohibited beyond a certain point, which is on the actual state capitol grounds, which is what happened last year for Lobby Day. Uh, and the Virginia Citizens Defense League, uh, who's released a statement for Lobby Day of 2021, uh, they're stating that uh, they're calling for, you know, a lot of people in the state are calling for the Virginia Citizens Defense League to cancel Lobby Day uh, due to potential violence, and they're saying they didn't. Uh, you know, they said, obviously, last year, uh, over 50,000 has attended, uh, but they are asking that everyone to be peacefully lobbying the General Assembly. Uh, vehicles should be clearly marked in support for our gun rights. Uh, they're actually going to be giving out awards to best decked out vehicles. Uh, Virginia Cell, or the Virginia Citizens Defense League, has uh, given a hotline to the Virginia State Police, Richmond Police, and Capitol Police. Uh, should they need to contact each other, just like they did in the past, to try and make sure that everybody's professional and that they're everybody's above board. There's not going to be any kind of violence. Uh, they're going to have a command center to coordinate caravans uh, to and from. Uh, they're going to have ham radio frequencies announced for communications. Uh, they ask if you have a dash cam to please leave it on and document the trip. Uh, if you're a citizen journalist, uh, please send photos and videos to them. And that they encourage everyone to stay in the caravan. And if you decide to walk around Richmond, don't block sidewalk streets. Anyway, blah, 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 this and that. 
you know, the Virginia Citizens Defense League, uh, in my mind, is probably the best state gun rights organization out there. I'm telling you, these folks got their shit together. Uh, they know how to be effective, and they know how to, you know, be very, I guess you could say, best bang for the buck is what I'm trying to say. They're, you know, for what they are, they know how to make the biggest impact. Uh, and... I'm telling you, it's shit's getting froggy. This comes to us from Insider.com. Uh, Virginia man is arrested at a DC checkpoint with guns and ammo. Says he was just lost and made an honest mistake. Now they're making it seem like this guy's got a cache of ammo. Uh, I think he had just over 500 rounds, uh, and he had a uh, a Glock pistol uh, from one of the articles I read, and he had some shotgun shells. So. Uh, obviously, because of D.C. right now, if you have seen any of the pictures, uh, there are armed checkpoints around the Capitol, uh, you know, held by D.C. Metro, Capitol Police, you know, National Guard, all that kind of shit. <clears throat> and they are not fucking around in regards to keeping the violence out of D.C., um, you know, this man, you know, he actually belongs to a private company, a private security company, I should say. <clears throat> and he said he just got lost and went, you know, to the wrong place and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he is licensed to carry the gun in Virginia, uh, but he was arrested because obviously DC's draconian policies of carrying concealed. Uh, Michigan Capitol, uh, they had, there's a commission, they banned open carrying on their uh, state house, so you can no longer open carry there. So that is just something else that they have done to try and keep people from going uh, to their state capitals in regards to you know, openly demonstrating their support for the Second Amendment. <clears throat> also, Delta, United American Southwest, has banned check firearms uh, and increased security on flights to DC ahead of inauguration. Fucking Airbnb is also, uh, and this comes to us from USA Today, Airbnb, I'm telling you guys, there's so many fucking stories from different news sources. If I forget to uh, say where a story came from and you wish to look it up so that way you could have a little bit more research, please message me, DM me on social media, uh, you know, let me know what in story you're interested in in case I forget to mention it, just because there's so much that I'm covering. But this comes to us from USA Today. Uh, they're trying to prevent people from going to Washington, uh, D.C. for the inauguration. And I'm telling you, there's 25,000 troops there. I highly fucking doubt that anybody is going to do any kind of dumb shit in regards to uh, trying to you know, do protests or armed protests, whatever the fuck it may be. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy shit. Something else that's interesting that I think a lot of people aren't noticing, or at least they're not talking about, and this comes to us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Um, protesters who love their guns could lose them if convicted in U.S. Capitol siege. Now, everybody that has been identified uh, at the Capitol, they're being mainly charged with one uh, primary felony, which is unauthorized entrance into the Capitol, which is a felony. Uh, and if you haven't fucking noticed, a felony will keep you from uh, owning a firearm 
personally. Uh, now, this is the case federally. Now, some state laws, uh, they're different. You know, some states, they, like in Alabama, uh, it's mostly violent felonies uh, that keeps you from owning a firearm. So, like, if you are just convicted of burglary, which is a firearm, breaking into a house, nobody in there, uh, to steal shit, you know, that is not considered a violent felony, and you can still own your firearms. Uh, now, if you obviously can't purchase it from a licensed dealer, but you can purchase it from a private individual, and uh, that you know, if you're caught with a firearm, you know, there's nothing to be done to state-wise in regards to charges. But now, if you are trying to purchase uh, a firearm from a dealer and you have that on your record, yeah, you can't do that because federally, it doesn't matter uh, any and all felonies. You are not allowed to have a firearm. Uh, if somebody just wanted to be a prick and you were stopped in a traffic stop and you had a firearm can't be charged federally but they can turn your information over to the ATF and the ATF will charge you federally uh, that happens basically never I'll say uh, anytime that kind of shit happens they're always being charged statewide and a whole long other list of charges that they're just kind of basically saying fuck this guy uh, he's done you know XYZ and this is somebody that needs to be put away forever. So that kind of shit doesn't happen. Can it happen? Absolutely. Uh, especially if they're wanting to make a point. So uh, I just thought this was interesting. A lot of people aren't realizing that these protesters, if they're getting charged, once they get charged and if they get convicted, uh, they will be unable to own firearms anymore federally because of this. They won't be able to own uh, or purchase firearms because of these charges that they're getting, which is something that a lot of people aren't talking about, to be honest with you. A lot of people are saying, you know, they're, they're talking about the protest. They're talking about how uh, the left and progressives are using this as a catalyst to trample on our Second Amendment rights even further. But they're not mentioning how that these people that did this are, are going to lose their Second Amendment rights. Uh, forever, unless you know a, a law passes that says differently, a federal law. Going into the next story, this comes to us from Amaland. Also comes to us, uh, well, comes to us from Amaland. Uh, there is a humongous push right now from the Silicon Valley. I guess you could say a humongous push from Silicon Valley in regards to censorship. Uh, I will tell you this: I am fortunate as shit. That I have, I think, in you know, I've been doing this two years now, yeah, two years now, and I've only been dinged twice in two years, uh, on all social media in regards to, um, you know, bad content. I guess you could say one was nudity, uh, and which was a bunch of bullshit. Uh, it was somebody in a sexually explicit position, I will say, but uh, it wasn't nudity. And the second one was uh, fake news uh, or, you know, misleading headlines, whatever the fuck they called it, uh, which is back when people were storming Area 51. Uh, and it was literally just a fucking meme with a fake headline, but it was a meme. Uh, and they said that they gave me a strike because of that. Uh, but, you know, I've had several people on here in regards to their social media being deleted uh, and it sucks so because of this uh, you know obviously a lot of people have gone to such platforms like parlor uh, but now we have learned that parlor is lost all their shit they are they have been taken off of Apple uh, they've been taken off of Google Play Store uh, they have lost their uh, website hosting privileges from Amazon 
Uh, and also, ARFCOM, AR15.com, they have uh, lost their uh, website hosting from Amazon as well, which they are one of the larger ones uh, You know that a lot of these big companies use. And it's just the silicon wall, you know, the silicon censorship stating that, uh, you know, we don't agree with what you're saying, we don't agree with what you're doing, so we're getting rid of you. And, you know, Parler was given an option uh, by Apple, said, you know, we will let you stay on our platform uh, if you censor, basically censor. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily <clears throat> to uh, keep people from bullying or whatever the fuck it may be. Uh, they said, no, you need to do better of uh, watching what's being said on your on your app and you know parlor said you know kind of fuck off because that's what we were branded as we were branded as a uh free speech kind of platform uh and it's just insane and guns.com they were uh victim to a malicious cyber attack where they were down uh, last week which would have been the fucking i'm gonna let me look at my thing here they were down from the 11th through the 13th uh so they were they were a victim of a cyber attack obviously uh they don't know who did it uh but they were trying the sole purpose was to prevent the company from doing lawful business on the internet it's not like they were trying to uh keep them you know like steal information or whatever the fuck it may be uh the sole purpose was to keep them from you know, doing what the fuck they're gonna do. So I'm telling you guys, these are fucking strange times. Uh, this shit is only gonna get worse. I, I don't see how it's gonna get any better in the near uh, future. So fucking keep your head on a swivel. This shit is bananas. Uh, let's go on into the next story. Uh, obviously, uh, this is. I'm gonna try and start putting some sugar with our sitch sandwich that we have been talking about. Uh, this next one comes to us from Emiland and actually comes to us from a bunch of other places as well. But the internet NRA has uh, declared bankruptcy and they're facilitating a move from New York to Texas. Uh, now they're filing for chapter one back bankrupt, uh, goddamn, chapter 11 bankruptcy. And uh, this is in order to reorganize uh, any outstanding debts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they are doing this because obviously they're in a fuck ton of money trouble. And they are doing this to get away from the thumb of the New York Attorney General, which is what we've covered a lot in regards to them doing some investigations, I guess you could say, uh, in regards to them you know, possibly doing shitty financial deals and not uh, following the rules of being a non-profit in New York. So they're doing this to try and save their ass. I, I mean, honestly, I think this is a fucking last-ditch Hail Mary for the NRA. And... Somebody on my uh, Facebook page said it best. I think, you know, the NRA uh, hasn't been relevant for a while because they've been in so much inner, you know, they've had struggled with so much inner turmoil. Goddamn. Uh, sorry, I'm telling you this fucking, uh, whatever the fuck I got. But it's good that they're out there because they're almost distracting uh, from, you know, you know, better organizations uh, from... Uh, you know them actually doing the real work like uh, the FPF the FPC the Second Amendment Foundation all those people doing God's work you know they're doing uh, a lot of good work and they're have not having the left you know 
continuously harass them uh, for their work. You know, they're going after the NRA because the NRA is just seen as the figurehead of the Second Amendment's rights organizations when, like I said, they really haven't done much lately. So uh, the NRA is sticking around at least for a little bit longer, and this might be uh, what was needed for them in regards to try and stave off a total bankruptcy and dissolution. Next article comes to us from Emmeline, and actually, uh, just speaking of which, uh, America's First Freedom, which is owned by the NRA, and this has got to do in regards to the firearms industry, in regards to credit card regulation of gun purchases. Now, the credit card companies have been trying to uh, screw over the uh, lawful commerce of firearms or uh, purchasing, and the way they've been doing that is they've been saying that you know. Hey, I own this uh, platform, you know, whether it be Bank of America, Chase Card, whatever. Uh, we're no longer allowing this gun store to use our money transfer capabilities uh, for purchases done at their e-stores, their online stores, uh, you know, brick and mortar stores, whatever it may be. Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. I didn't even know this was a fucking real thing, but apparently it's been around since 1863. Uh, it's a government organization has released a final rule uh, Thursday to end discrimination by financial service providers against the firearm industry and more. That is a huge win. Uh, you know that that's something that's huge. Uh, and this is something else. Let's start kind of going. I said against uh, the sugary end of the uh, show. The uh, Remington is getting reformed and they're getting an FFL and they're calling their workers back. Uh, now they're doing this under uh, Richmond uh, Italia of Roundhill Group LLC. Uh, they're the company that purchased a plant at auction last year and they sent out offers to 200 former workers of which most were accepted. So uh, I don't know if it'll be still having the Remington name on there, but I'm glad to see people are getting their jobs back. Honestly, I mean, this is a, a huge deal. And the final story that we're going to be talking about today before we start getting into the gun gear news and reviews, because there is a shit ton. Uh, you know, this is normally what kind of would have been the, the end of NRA, uh, SHOT Show, not NRA. It's the end of SHOT Show. And there would have been a ton of fucking new products coming out. Uh, and companies are just kind of doing it by themselves. So there's a ton of new stuff that we're going to be talking about. So the last story uh, is going to be coming to us from warisboring.com uh, and a host of other new sources that uh, talk about the story. But CZ is uh, being bought or is buying, I should say, uh, Colt firearms manufacturer. And what that is, is hopefully it's good for Colt, honestly. CZ is a obviously a Czech firearms company. Uh, they have a long history of making pretty very good firearms and they're buying Colt which used to make pretty good firearms and it is a very American icon uh, type company uh, so hopefully that means Colt will be able to be able to make some uh, you know big firearms be able to make a lot of good firearms uh, and continue in business I'm interested to see the future of Colt under CZ so with that we're going to go ahead and start heading into our gun gear news and review section but before let's go ahead and mention our sponsor and that's coldworkconcealment.com if you haven't already go ahead and check out cliff at coldworkconcealment.com he's on instagram he's on facebook uh he's also on coldworkconcealment.com uh you know makes great kydex holsters 
He also makes uh, tourniquet holsters. He sells uh, medical gear out there, which I'm telling you, you should also be stocking up on metal gear, uh, you know, not just guns and ammo. And, you know, they are making great products. They just made a holster for a good friend of mine, and it was fucking amazing. So if you haven't already, go ahead and check out Cliff at CoworkConcealment.com and tell him you heard about him from To A Lifestyle. Let's go ahead and start talking about the fucking Buku products that have been released uh, here, just actually just this past week. Uh, the first one is going to come to us from Vortex. Uh, Vortex is coming out with a new Spark, uh, and it is a red dot, but what's fucking cool about it, it is solar powered. Uh, it is Shake Awake technology, uh, and it is. They're saying on their website it is 60,000 hour uh, battery life uh, or five years is what they're stating. <clears throat> and the MSRP on is honestly not too bad. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. With the solar, it's actually 150,000 hours of battery life. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty fucking good looking, I will say. Uh, it is a uses a CR2032 battery. Um and it says the MSRP uh, is $399. Uh, it's 2MOA red dot. But when I looked at it the other day, it was a only $279, uh, I believe is what I saw it at. Uh, so I don't know which one it is. And this was, when I was looking at it the other day, it was uh, coming straight from uh, Vortex's website. Uh, so that is pretty fucking cool, I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, here I see it right now. It says $399. I wonder if there is two different ones. There's got to be. No, it says $399. Hmm, I don't know what the fuck I was looking at. Uh, anyway, so they are coming out with that. It like, like I said, it's pretty fucking cool. It's right up there with the Hollow Sun, uh, you know, price range in regards to, uh, you know, $399 for their. I think it's the 503. <clears throat> In regards to about $400, the only good thing, obviously, with Vortex, you are purchasing from an American company, and Vortex has their amazing customer service, and uh, they have a lifetime warranty on all products. Uh, now, I will say, uh, if you saw my social media, uh, my fucking dog ate my Vortex hat the other day, and I just posted it. Uh, just to say, you know, hey, Vortex makes good shit, but I guess their hats don't stand up to a Belgian Malinois. And Vortex reached out, and they actually gave me a new hat. So I'm telling you, uh, Vortex has unparalleled customer service, <clears throat> and they will replace just about anything. Uh, so it's fucking good. Uh, good shit. Now, the next one uh, is not necessarily uh, a product being released, and actually probably should have gone in the first segment, uh, but Marines are starting to mass field uh, suppressors at the end of 2020, uh, 2021, or correction, the end of 2020. I don't know why this is being published now, uh, but... You know, I guess that they are the goals to have. Uh, they have. Let me check. Okay, uh, my error. I should have been able a little bit more prepared for this. But they had sixty-seven thousand suppressors in twenty twenty uh, to their M four, M four A one, M two sevens, and their M thirty eight 
uh, uh, squad designated Markman rifles. They're planning on adding another 7,000 suppressors in the pipeline, and the goal is to have a total of 30,000 uh, in 2023. There's currently 184,000 active duty Marines, so I'm assuming this is only going to infantry units in regards to their stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's cool shit because to me, they are uh, basically one of making suppressors into like common use. Uh, you know, obviously that was a humongous thing in regards to the AR style platform. Uh, you know, you had this mass insurgence of service members in regards to the beginning of the beginning of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Uh, you had a lot of these service members coming back uh, and out of the service and they wanted to have a rifle that was very familiar, that they're very familiar with. And if you are in the service, you're going to be very familiar uh, with an M4. So they're coming back, you know, they're wanting to get a rifle that they're familiar with. So they're purchasing thousands upon thousands of AR-15 rifles. And I think this will be good in regards to making suppressors like a more common use item, which hopefully, if that's the case, they can, you know, be deregulated from the NFA. And this next article comes to us from Amelan as well. <clears throat> Fucking sorry about this throat, guys. Uh, and it's... Uh, fucking magpul magpul is i'm telling you i'm you know i've said this with uh mike from tat cat and just pews uh i'm a, a huge fanboy for uh anything magpul anything real avid because uh, i think they make the best tools uh and manis x just because i think they were the first platform uh that was readily available price-wise to the masses in regards to dry firing technology uh and make it just you know besides just staring at the the fucking you know light switch or whatever the fuck you're aiming at with dry fire uh, and just constantly racking your slide. <clears throat> so uh, this first one, it, Magpul is unveiling a civilian legal version of the FMG9, and they're calling it the FDP9. Now, if you're familiar with this, uh, you know Red Jacket Firearms, which was that TV show on the Discovery Channel, uh, and it went tits up when the owner, that Cajun guy, uh, was like molesting little kids, uh, and there was also a you know the fmg9 uh which you know you saw at gun shows or the shot show i think it was 2008 might have been a little bit yeah 2008 and basically this thing you know it folds up into a nice little uh compact nice little compact uh, almost looks like a toolbox and what it is is looks like you just put your like glock style pistol into this looks almost looks like uh, the uh rhino mount or the rhino whatever the fuck it's called i'm, I'm drawing a blank uh but you know the little rhino thing where you put your uh firearm into it and it turns it into like a little uh carbine pistol kind of deal but what's cool about this is that it can fold up into like the size of a toolbox uh it's got a little carry handle on it all that kind of cool shit uh and it's being done with zev technologies or you know the zev guns that are being out there it's coming in 2022 now i will say uh, if Zev's involved, and I'm probably sure this thing's probably going to be close to the 2000 to 2500 price point. I um, hope I'm wrong because it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, it's a cool little uh, camping gun, I guess you could say. Uh, if you're like just out camping and you want to have something that you can uh, protect yourself from wildlife or whatever it may be, uh, you know, it's very compact and portable. Uh, I hope it's more, no more than $1,500, but I fucking highly doubt it. Uh, also coming to us from Magpul, Magpul is 
launching a drum mag for the MP style uh, firearms and also they are releasing a drum mag uh, for Glocks now. Uh, so, you know, obviously it's got in the picture of an actual Glock handgun, uh, but in my mind this is more for pistol caliber carbines that accept Glock magazines. Uh, you know, those have exploded in uh, common usage. Uh, so it can hold 50 rounds uh, of 9mm. Uh, it can go, you be used in all Gen 1 through Gen 3 Glock handguns. Uh, Gen, Glock, uh, Gen 4 Glock handguns will require an aftermarket metal magazine release. But I think this is great for those pistol caliber carbines out there. Uh, if you want to you know, have a pistol caliber carbine, but you don't want to be limited to the 17 to 33 round um, magazines that are offered out there, uh, this is kind of a new, cool, compact uh, version of that. Now, in regards to the MP9 magazine, you know, Magpul is seeing the writing on the wall in regards to the popularity of the old style platform of the, you know, the old submachine gun of the MP5. You know, you're having more and more companies make this type of firearm. You have uh, the Sentry Arms that are coming out with it. Palmetto State Armory has been staying, and they've been coming out with their own MP5 version pistol for fucking forever. Uh, still hasn't happened. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see how that is. I've heard some uh, talk of the Sentry Arms. They're going to come out, and it's going to be around, I think, the $1,800 price point, which I'm a little disappointed in. I was hoping it would come a little bit lower to the $1,000 to $1,200 price point. But they're seeing that it is becoming a more popular style uh, firearm that a lot of people are getting into. So that's pretty cool shit. Uh, the next thing that Magpul has come out with, and I'm telling you, Magpul's fucking killing it, man. Uh, the next thing Magpul's come out with is a new PRS light stock. Uh, it is a very uh, varied version of their current PRS versions. Um, it is around $120, so it's kind of right up there with their current stock offerings there. Uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, like I said, it's very, very similar. It just, it seems like a very more solid uh, stock than what they're currently offering. And Magpul, whenever they come out with new shit, it's always, you know, more innovative. It's not like Glock where they just change one fucking thing and they say they come out with an, uh, a new um, version of it. So it's pretty good. Uh, Magpul's also come out with new Emba sites, uh, which is their Magpul backup sites. They're calling it the 3.0. Uh, and this is, you know, again, just because it's a new version, it's not like they're jacking up in prices. I think what I've seen uh, here, it's right here. For the uh, each one, you're looking at $39.95. They come in black, FDE, and uh, ODG. Uh, again, good stuff. I'm sorry, their that's their front site, $39.95, and their rear site, uh, you're looking at $57.95. So you're looking around 100 bucks for a pair of decent, very good, reliable sites in regards to that. Magpul's also coming out with a new uh, rail grabber uh, for the uh, QD rails. Uh, this is obviously for their bipod attachments and stuff like that. Pretty cool. Uh, it is new for uh, their you know PRS kind of versions that they're having. Uh, you know PRS is a humongous sport coming out, especially when we've had Ash Hess from Quantified Performance come on uh, and they're doing their gas gun competitions out there uh, at the arena in Georgia. Uh, it's good shit. Next to uh, announcement, is this one is a little fucking odd. Um, 
B&T announces a Station 6 suppressed pistol. Now, they are trying to modify this in regards to the old Liberators, I think is what they were called. Uh, the Liberator was a small, uh, like, single-shot pistol that they dropped into occupied France. And the purpose of this was to basically just have a single-shot pistol that you can easily carry and conceal. Uh, you go up to, like, a, a, you know, a German soldier at a checkpoint or whatever it may be. Uh, you shoot him, kill him, and you take his firearm from him. And that way you have a better pistol, uh, you know, better firearm for your fight against tyranny. Uh, now, this looks funky as fucking hell. Uh, it's ugly. <laughs> and on top of the price of it, you're looking, which is an MSRP of $2,000, you know, you're automatically getting that um, uh, $200 tax stamp in regards to a suppressor. Uh, I, I see, I don't see a market for this, honestly, to be honest with you. Uh, next is Brownells comes with a new optic it is a 1 by 8 by 24 so you're looking at the uh, LPVO range uh, the scope just by itself is $800 and with the mount you're looking at another $100 uh, it is you know it's a cool looking little firearm or it's not firearm fucking it's a cool little looking little optic uh, pre-ordering starts January 22nd uh, there's not a whole lot in regards to it from the firearms blog on what it's offering uh, it says it has a similar reticle uh, from their previous MPO uh, scopes, and it's got a platform. Uh, you know, it's situated for you know quick switches between close up and far out shootings, and it's just another LPVO on the market. There's not a whole lot in regards to differences in you know from other other stuff. I personally like, you know, auto locking turrets, you know, where you pop it up, you easily twist it and you push it down. So that way my zero doesn't get changed. And I like a, a quick lever uh, being thrown over, which, you know, can be added. Uh, sorry. One more thing from uh, Magpul. I forgot to mention this was kind of buried in the stories. Uh, Magpul's come out with a new MP5 brace, uh, and this is for the MP5 pistols. Uh, I'm telling you, Magpul is fucking learned from uh, SP Tactical and QLLC, <laughs> just looking at their pictures from Recoil Web, uh, they know to not uh, advertise the thing as being shouldered. Uh, you see this literally just as a pistol brace, you know, to brace it up against the arm. Uh, but it is very similar in usage, I will say, uh, or um, I guess not usage, but design in regards to other pistol braces. So that option is there. Uh, it looks like it can be collapsible. Uh, I don't see it being picture collapsible, but the MSRP uh, that you're looking at is about 160 bucks. Something else that's uh, really cool that's come out uh, is FN <clears throat> has a long slide coming out uh, now. Obviously, with the you know in the popularity of polymer 80s, uh, you know you've had the option to get a like a 17 slide on a 19 frame. <coughs> so you have that for um, concealability. And FN is just kind of now jumping on the game and they're adding it to their popular 509 series. Uh, it is race ready, optic ready. Uh, it's got, you know, slide cuts already into the. Um, 
the uh, or you know, milk cuts in the slide already. Uh, you're looking at 17 plus one, uh, and it is going to be a length of eight inches. So I mean, this is a long fucking slide. Uh, the barrel's five inches, and they're estimating the MSRP. They haven't you know given an MSRP yet, but it says to be determined. But they're estimating it's going to be around fifteen hundred dollars. Um, FN, you know, I think they are a really good company when it comes to the FN uh, 45 Tactical and the FN 5.7 and the FN PS90 and obviously the scars and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, their quality control uh, on a lot of other stuff, especially the FNS uh, pistols, I believe is what it is. You know, they were purchased by the Arizona State Police and the found a drop safe that would make Sig Sauer's 320 drop safes look like uh, fucking pussies compared to FNs. And it is bad. It was bad. But, uh, you know, the, I've heard some things in regards to the striker of the uh fn 509 but nothing catastrophic you know catastrophic um you know so far it seems to be a very popular uh firearm so i'm interested to see what this one's gonna you know gonna be uh you know fn uh fairly well known for their name uh and they've released that long slide for that niche market next comes to us from diamondback and i'm telling you with the popularity of the 5.7 cartridge going on uh they're hopping into the fray uh you've obviously had the fn 5.7 for a super long time the fn uh ps90 uh you've had ruger come out with their fn uh or their 5.7 pistol <clears throat> And we're going to be talking again about the Keltec P50 here in a second. But Diamondback has released their own 5.7 uh, caliber firearm. Now this is basically looks a lot like a just a uh, uh, AR pistol uh, without the buffer tube. Uh, it is you know built almost on like an AR-15 type lower, uh, but it accepts the, uh, the FN. Let me see if it's yeah it accepts the FN 5.7 magazines. So you're only looking at a 20 round magazine in regards to the FN 5.7, but you're giving yourself a little bit longer barrel so that way you can get that velocity that the 5.7 is famous for. Uh, and you know the 5.7 is famous because it's considered you know armor piercing, but uh, you really have to get that velocity of the bullet out of the longer barrel of the PS90 before you can really get that, you know, quote unquote, vantage of the velocity of the firearm, which I've looked at a lot of ballistics testing uh, done by different, we'll say, organizations in regards to the FN57. <clears throat> And, you know, they call it the ice pick round because there's really no, uh, you know, the ballistic advantage of the round itself isn't very great. But to me, it is a uh, very fun round. It, it's a very fun platform that it is in the farms that uses it. So I'm interested to see how it's going to go. And with that... I with that, let's go ahead and talk about the Caltech P50. Now, we've talked about uh, this previously on a, the uh, last week's podcast. Uh, it uses the 50-round uh, PS90 magazines, and we've gotten finally a price point for it. We're looking at $1,000. Now, uh, I wish it would come a little bit cheaper, maybe just another $150 to $200 cheaper, uh, but I guarantee that it is probably gonna get cheaper over the long run like you know Keltec does with a lot of their shit uh, you know when the Keltec double uh, tube shotguns came out you know you're looking at you know over a thousand dollars for them but now you can find those things for around seven or eight hundred dollars uh, at gun show uh, gun stores not shows I should say fucking I, I tell you I went to a gun show this weekend and uh, you know I 
I've been blessed where I can still find ammo. You know, I'm limited on you know how many boxes I can buy, but I've been blessed. I can still find ammo at a lot of different uh, shops here locally, <clears throat> and most of them, honestly, you know, have been big box stores. So the prices haven't changed at all. Uh, but even some of the other local gun stores, you know, it might be anywhere between five to eight dollars more per box than what I normally would would have uh, paid before all this crazy shit started happening but when I went to the gun show I was looking if I wanted to buy a box of nine millimeter you know a 50 round box of nine millimeter I was gonna have to spend 40 fucking dollars for that box which I know these pricks just purchased at Academy Sports uh, because these old fucking fuds don't have no fucking jobs and they can get in that line way before I can because I got to fucking work uh, and they're purchasing their max amount of limit they're probably sending their fucking uh, wife in there they're probably sending their fucking unemployed kids in there or whatever the fuck that you know whoever's mooching off of them uh, they're sending them in there so that way they can purchase their fucking limit of ammo too and they're selling these exact same fucking boxes of ammo that they're getting for uh, $15 and they're selling it for $40 uh, and I saw an FNPS 90 in there you know that's a, a firearm I'm really looking at getting now, especially with this new Keltec uh, coming out. They're selling a PS90 in there for $7,500 fucking dollars, uh, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, you know, you can still find them for around $2,000, $2,500, a little bit more than the marked up price, you know, their MSRP. Uh, but $7,500 fucking dollars. I mean, what the fuck are these people thinking? Anyway, uh, I would go check out the... Uh, article that we posted on our social media. Uh, you know, the way this thing is loaded, uh, you know, it's loaded with the uh, bullet uh, uh, feeder and the magazine facing up instead of down like it normally would in a PS90. The barrel of the firearm is actually is what's lifted up and dropped on top of the magazine. Uh, it, you know, almost reminds me of, you know, how you would load like a cruise served machine gun kind of deal. You know, you lift up the feed tray put your uh, belt on there slap that motherfucker down uh, charge and you're ready to go and our last item that we're going to be talking about uh, is Winchester and Browning has collaboratively unleashed the new 6.8 Western now this thing uh, it's a heavier bullet than a 6.5 Creedmoor and the 270 WSFM uh, it's got more energy coming out of the barrel than the 6.5's and the 7 Remington mags uh, they're saying it has less recoil than the 300 uh, uh, wind mags and the other 300 type rifles it's a long and heavier bullet uh, which is what they're saying is you know is more ideal for big game hunting and long range precision shooting, uh, and it's got a shorter action for faster cycling and higher accuracy and reduced rifle rifle weight. Uh, you know the this article is actually come to us from the Farms blog. They have a whole schematic of different lengths and measurements in regards to the actual uh, cartridge itself. Uh, you're looking at it's a you know Winchester. For 165 grains, Aki Bond, you're looking at uh, 38.99. Uh, the Winchester Ballistic Silver Tip, uh, it's a 170 grain bullet. You're looking at 37.99, and the Browning Long Range Pro Hunter, you're looking at uh, no MSRP at this time. So uh, there are different firearms that are being sold with this at this moment. Uh, mainly, it looks like X bolts, uh, and you're looking anywhere between. Uh, six, uh, five fifty, all the way up to twenty three hundred dollars, uh, just depending on what you're wanting. Uh, so you know there is varied 
price range in reference to the firearms that use this bullet at this time. Uh, Browning and Winchester are major uh, ammunition manufacturers. Uh, they are supporting and making this commercially available. Uh, and if you're looking at the actual uh, bullet itself, uh, it looks like a like a shorter and fatter 6.5 Creed more, to be honest with you. Uh, that's what it looks like. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. You know, I'm not very huge in the PRS at the moment. So, I, you know, if I took this out to the range, uh, I could tell you just the bare minimum, you know, basics, like what you would know. So, but I'm not a humongous uh, PRS shooter, so I couldn't tell you the specifics, data, all that kind of stuff. I'm a huge uh, ballistics nerd, but I, you know, I'd have to, you know, take out the tools and, you know, chronographs and all that kind of shit. Uh, and I could tell you that, but in regards to the actual uh, firearms handling, in regards to PRS, I couldn't tell you how this would handle compared to a 6.5 Creed more. Uh, but I'm telling you, <clears throat> you, if you want a round to be more commercially available, and especially when it comes to different firearms offering, you know, rifles in this cartridge, you need bigger ammunition manufacturers like Browning, like Winchester uh, to offer ammunition in this because you don't want just to mainly rely on, on you know, loaders in regards to creating this. So that, I'm telling you, like I said, about half the show was uh, products coming out. So with that, let's go ahead and start wrapping up our product news and reviews, and let's start getting into the gun culture segment. start getting into our gun culture segment and with that we're going to be talking about uh, a movie that I really enjoy just because I fucking love Samuel Jackson uh, and that is the movie SWAT. This is a 2003 film that is obviously based off the 1975 television series. Uh, they made another television series in 2017 about it but we're going to be talking about the movie itself and there is a fucking plethora of guns in this show and movie and they're all really fucking cool awesome looking little ones. Uh, there are a bunch of <clears throat> Gimber Custom TLEs uh, in there, which is what all of the uh, SWAT officers, you know, had and what they carried. Uh, that was their primary uh, sidearm. Uh, of course, you had some Beretta 92s, which is kind of what the street cops uh, had. Uh, you also had a Sig Sauer P220 Sport uh, that Jeremy Renner, <coughs> who was Gamble, that's what he uh, was carrying and shooting. Uh, you also had a Browning BDM, uh, which honestly, I don't remember this particular scene. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. It's where uh, one of the bank, oh yeah, the bank robbers at the very beginning, that's what they were carrying. Uh, you also had Smith & Wesson Model 629, which is one, one of the gangbangers was carrying. Uh, of course, because this is the early 2000s and it's about uh, SWAT, you had a bunch of HK MP5A2s. Uh, you also had a Tech 9, which is one of the uh, police pretending people that was trying to break the bad guy to jail. Uh, you had just a MP5K, HK MP5K. Uh, you had a Micro Uzi. Again, this is what some of the gangbangers were shooting. Uh, you had uh, M11. Uh, you had, of course, uh, some M4A1s. 
which is what the SWAT guys were using. Uh, you had AKMs. Uh, you had a Ruger AC556K, uh, which is pretty cool. It's basically uh, the short-barreled version with a folding stock of the Ruger Mini 14. Uh, you also had a Galil MAR. You had a McMillan M88 sniper rifle, which is, again, what Jeffrey Renner was using. Uh, you also had a Remington 700 PSS. Uh, you had a Benelli M1 Super 90, uh, super sweet shotguns. Uh, you had a Mossberg 590, a Remington 870. You also had a M72 Law, uh, which is what one of the gangbangers used to blow up one of the uh, police escort vehicles. <clears throat> and then also in the... Uh, armory room you saw a sage control rotary launcher uh, of course there was uh, some flashbangs some smoke grenades there's actually even a claymore uh, it's a pretty sweet movie uh, you know it's a cool shoot em up movie and like I said I fucking love Samuel Jackson uh, and then actually uh, what's his face um, old the fucking uh, Irish dude that was uh, in there as well good actors like I said it's on Netflix so if you're looking for some cool Firearms, a cool firearm movie. Check out SWAT. It's on Netflix right now. And with that, that's going to be the end of the show. I want to greatly appreciate you again for tuning in to another episode of 2A Lifestyle. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Also, what really helps us out is leaving us a review. Leaving us a review is the best way for us to move up in the charts uh, when people are looking for gun-related content. Also, even when they're looking in, uh, you know, if they're searching for gun-related content. Uh, if we have more reviews, uh, that is going to help them find us. So if you leave us review wherever you're listening to this i greatly appreciate it also go ahead and check out our social media we're on everything facebook twitter MeWe, parlor discord uh everything under 2a lifestyle uh, check us out follow us on those so that way you can keep up with what's going on in between podcasts also check us out on patreon anything you guys give us we we'll greatly appreciate it goes directly back into this podcast to make it a better product for you to consume also go ahead and check us out on 2alifestyle.com uh that's where we post some things uh you know some stuff that might not be on our social media some stuff that might not be on our podcast articles things like that uh and we might be moving and joining with another content creator but right now we're on 2alifestyle.com uh, and with that we're going to go ahead and end the show and i hope you guys have a safe inauguration day uh, i hope you guys enjoy your freedoms and i hope you keep on enjoying that 2a lifestyle <laughs>